Hip Hop Essentials is where Sid Davis and the guests talk about albums from different parts of hip hop history that you need to know about. Think about it as a hip hop survival guide. During this limited series, Sid Davis is going to guide you to certain albums to help you get a better understanding of what made that subcategory of hip hop so important. For the first episode, Sid Davis and guest Cole Jackson sit down and talk about the Texas boom and why it was relevant for the culture. So sit back and get ready for Hip Hop Essentials. Hey man, and you brought this, want to sell pussy on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you want to be a square on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and shit, bitch. You either going to hoe up or blow up, bitch. Let me tell you something, man. You either going to be a prostitute or you going to be a perpetrator, man, and you a perpetuate, man. You just in the two family, man. You just in the two family, man. So look, you either all the way in it or leave it alone. And if you are in it, it's never too late to change, man. You can stop living that life and go do something better with yourself. And man, all you perpetuate, look, man, all you browse, look. Mike Jones, who? Be on the lookout for first round draft picks coming first than my album. Who is Mike Jones? If I got drink, I'ma blow it up. Drink, I'ma blow it up. I'm on 84s and foes when I'm rolling Mike, Mike Jones. Mike, Mike Jones. Mike, Mike Jones. From the Swisher house. Yeah, I clap them, clap them out. Make hoes pass out. I do shows and clubs, they throw their ass out. Cause no, I'm, no, I'm about to straight fuck. Big in my dick sucking, call up my partners to fuck. Mike Jones. Cause no, I'm, no, I'm about to straight fuck. Big in my dick sucking, call up my partners to fuck. Mike Jones. My album. Who is Mike Jones coming soon? My album. Who is Mike Jones coming soon? Slide, slide through the lane. In the lax slime and green. Sipping syrup, blowing blunts, showing off my both screens. Much love to the Neil and Bebo, I K Town. In H Town, we clown by letting our top down. I got an expedition. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Sid Davis, the one and only host of the Social Introvert Podcast, episode 157. You can find this show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast, as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, and now Spotify. Check me out on Spotify. Subscribe. Uh, this episode specifically is the start of a series called Hip Hop Essentials, where I get together with a guest and we'll talk about the different eras of hip hop, classic albums, specific artists. And this episode right here, uh, I'm going to talk about the Texas Boom, uh, Chopped and Screwed era, DJ Screw, Fat Pat, Big Hawk. And my special guest is Cole Jackson of Government Name Podcast. How you doing, bro? Yo, what's going on, man? I got my swingers out. <laughs> I got my pointers, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I I was happy because when I was, I was like, man, I don't know what to talk about or how to start this off. And then when I talked about it on a previous episode, I might have gotten like four or five different messages. Like yours included with the four or five messages. But I was like, oh, damn. Okay. And y'all, y'all, y'all basically assisted me and helped me out with what we're talking about on this series? Um, I think it's funny on my, on our podcast, um, I know Shogun has said, oh, I'm Gummin' A Podcast, Text Mountains of Social Commentary, me and Shogun, we're crazy. Um, but Shogun 
I mentioned this a while ago, man, and he was like, yo, Sid need to do like a hip hop essentials show. And um, we was like, I was like, yo, that's dope. And I know here in one of the recent, one of the last recent episodes, he had brought that up again. I was like, we need to follow up on that and we actually need to do it. So I most definitely wanted to do one with you. I thought it would be dope um, to do one about Texas. I just thought that at one point in time, man, Texas was like running everything. Uh, so I just felt like, you know, I didn't know this was going to be the first episode either for Hip Hop Essentials. But I wanted to just be a part of it too, man. I, I always be wanting to get, get with you on stuff. You, I don't have a lot of people I can talk music with and we can actually have a, a civil conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I just thought that doing a... a Without getting mad. What's up? No, I said without getting mad, because this folks you could talk music with, and you just say, I guess you say something that's not to their liking, bro, and they just ready to argue for something. Like, bro, it's like relax. We just having a small discussion about music. It's okay. People get real standoffish and snappy when it comes to uh, music sometimes, because if you don't like what they like, they think you lame. And vice versa. Like, I think... There's never... Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I'm saying what you just said right there, they think you're lame if you have a different opinion on who you like. It's so weird because we're in the era... You can listen to anybody now. Like, you could just, out of nowhere, just discover some, like, obscure artist. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why it's still at that mind state of the night the 80s and the 90s like if you ain't listening to some rapidy rap type of artist it's like oh man you whack you corny you lame right. like come on man different time I think, I think a lot of time too man people i think people are just really like so stuck in their lane on what they listen to and to them expanding outside of like their norm kind of scares them and then think like yo people might not fuck with me if i listen to this like i'm a huge i'm a huge chris brown fan i'm gonna throw this out here real quick mm-hmm. i'm a huge chris brown fan i think chris brown is one of the best r&b artists we've had ever a, you know what i'm saying time yeah i think a lot of people look at what he had did back in the day and kind of condemn him for it you know what i'm saying but like honestly bro Chris Brown makes some hits, and he's one of the few artists that'll give you, like, he'll give you 45, 30 songs now. Like, he just make music and put it out there. That's the crazy like part, because both both of the albums that he just recently did, I can't really sit there and just like, all right, this is terrible, this is terrible. I like this one, I like this one. What? what how many tracks was on Heartbreak on a Full Moon? Like, 45. Bro, like forty three of them joints was slapping, and the new <laughs> <laughs> and the newest one, Indigo, what thirty two? Yeah, he had thirty two. Like thirty one of them joints was banging. So I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm sorry. The Chris Brown album is great. Both of them are great. Yeah, yeah. I think again, man. I think how do you condemn somebody who's gonna give you music and be consistent with it? Right. Cause heartbreak, what was it? heartbreak over full moon was like maybe a year ago or a year and a half ago. Yeah, about a year, year and a half. And he came back with thirty more songs, thirty two more songs. So I don't know how he doing. Come on, that. bro. On top of that, with the heartbreak on the full moon, 
I think around the holidays in that same year, he released 12 more songs. And it was a mm-hmm. deluxe edition, so I was like, shit. And those songs were all right, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, You ready to get into this? I'm ready, man. Are you ready? Hold on, bro. Hold on. You got some purple? You got some purple? Hey, I got my... <laughs> I got my red cup with the purple in it. Man, I got some, I got I, I got to be on the link, man. I got some coffee, man. That's all I got. <laughs> you can't do a Texas episode without fucking with this lean. I was about to say, man, <laughs> let me go give you some great Fanta or something and pretend. <laughs> I need that purple drink, bro. <laughs> so, man, um so Texas chopped and screwed era. There is so many things. Uh, the first thing I want to start with, how did you get introduced into that? Like, what was your introduction into that? Oh, man. My cousin, my cousin had um, a tape. First of all, it was, I seen the Ghetto Boys' We Can't Be Stopped album cover. My cousin had that shit. And he was like, yo, you need to listen to this shit. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, why is this nigga, I... What the fuck? <laughs> you oh, know, so I'm yeah, tripping. Yeah, yeah. Like Bushwick, you know, that's the cover with uh Bushwick Bill. They were, he was really going to the hospital because he got shot in the eye by his girl. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> and plus, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, you can't put that on the cover of a fucking album. And um, I listened to it, and just to hear them, like just to hear Scarface, Willie D, and Bushwick mesh. And talk about shit I ain't never heard about. I, I just, I was like, this is dope. And so I, I started falling down the rabbit hole and came across just different, different Texas artists. Like, um, shit. I remember um, it was this dude named Gangsta Nip, mm-hmm. the South Park, the South South Park Psycho. Like that nigga was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and then on the other side of that, uh, I remember Men's to Society soundtrack and UGK have a pocket full of stones on that. That was when I was deep heavy into like wanting to sell dope and shit too. Shit, I was like, yo, nigga, I want to sell dope. And um, you know, Men's to Society is hard ass West Coast ass movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they had they was the only niggas. I if I'm not mistaken. I think there was the only niggas from the South that was on that album. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I heard it all started back in 1989, <laughs> the nigga said I was barely moving kids, <laughs> I was barely moving dimes. I was like, oh shit. And uh, that song kind of got me hip to UGK. And then it just kind of went from there, man. I just started looking for different shit and then started just really getting heavy into the Texas shit. It was, it was dope, bro. Like, for UGK to be on Minister Society soundtrack, that to me, that was huge. Cause nobody wasn't nobody fucking with no goddamn UGK on a fucking West Coast ass movie. Like you seen Minister Society, like yep. come on. So those were the two instances that I can remember really getting me deep into like Texas hip hop. Word. Yeah, man. Um, I think. Oh no. Uh oh. Ooh, put that joint on. <laughs> so, nah, um, 
my introduction into it was I, I got on it super duper late. I, I was aware with Ghetto Boys, Gangsta Nip, UGK, mm. but I wasn't I wasn't paying attention to it like I should have at that time. And it wasn't until I heard Big Hawk his first album, and I believe the first album, man, um, if I can remember the name. No, actually, no, I'm sorry. I heard him on As the World Turns Slow on a DJ Screw album. Mm-hmm. And it just led me down a rabbit hole. And this is when I was in South Carolina at the time. And I just mm-hmm. went down this rabbit hole and discovered who Big Hawk was. Like, I had no clue who these guys were. Uh, got turned on a little Kiki. But yeah. I think the one thing that turned me into the whole Texas swing and the whole chopped and screwed culture was June 27th by DJ Screw. Mm. That did it for me. I, I had no clue what it was. Like, I was just real alien to it. And then after that, I stumbled onto Chilling With My Broad by Big Hawk. Mm-hmm. And it just it just let me down another rabbit hole. So I was just listening to like a bunch of uh, obscure songs, like from Zero and Trey, Asshole by Nature, uh, Slab, Slowed Out, Slow, Loud and Banging, uh, Gorilla yeah. Mob, uh, K Reno. I was just bumping into a bunch of artists. Flatline. That's how I got introduced to it. So I was all over the place. But um, I just. I, I don't know, man. I, I can't really describe why I like it so much. Maybe it was because they were taking some of the hit R&B songs and some hit rap songs and then just slowing them down. Mm. And it just... and That's why I like it. Because I can jump on YouTube. I can listen to all of these different songs. And then you got... I think people like... Regular old me could do it. I could jump on, on a program and then slow down a joint. But it's just these kids that are doing it now. Mm. So I think that's what it is, man. Wow. Like, I was literally... I was all over the place with the whole Texas movement. Yeah, I mean, it was... um, I don't know, bro. Like, it's crazy to see because a lot of this came, what, mid-90s? You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of it was, like, mid-90s. Up until, I mean, people don't really realize the Texas movement is still going on today. You know what I'm yeah. saying? With we, we'll kind of get into when we start talking about these albums. But um, I mean, just to think about some of the, the cats that 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 um, really, um, I mean, you brought up a lot of people, Lil Kiki, like Fat Pat, um, God man, Zero. It's a lot of people out of Texas that. Um, you know, like people don't know about it. It's a whole culture. I remember my 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 cousin. She lived in she lived in Fort Worth, so I was excited as hell. I went I went there for um, spring break one time. Mm-hmm. Man, talking about excited. I'm sitting up here like, yo, I can't wait. I get down there, man. Every like at that time, the biggest thing was like having a having a truck. You know what I'm saying? That everybody had like a fire ass like tricked out ass truck. So I'm riding with her boyfriend to the car wash, you know what I'm saying, listening to, to, to Chopped and Screw, which we was mostly in Dallas the whole time. But 
just seeing that culture. I went up in the hood. I was in Oak Cliff for a little while, partying in Oak Cliff and shit like that. Like, just different shit, bro. Like, it's crazy, man. Like, it's a whole culture down there in Texas, bro. Like, I don't think people really understand until they get down there and then understand that, like, yo, like, they got their own, own, they got their own language, they got their own style, they got their own everything. Yeah. And for it to be on major, major platforms, um, it's just it's it's wild to think that people really was fucking with this shit hard as fuck as they were. You know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy. Yeah, I, when I got introduced to it, um, shoot, I, I want to say around. I remember one day after school, it was like in '04, and I had no, I still had no clue. This is when I'm just bouncing around, and this is when, of course, MySpace was popping. Which mm-hmm. is crazy to say MySpace was popping But <laughs> we would go to this computer lab That we were never supposed to go to But we would sneak in there And we needed to get passes To use the computer but we never did that And uh, we would go into the room Every day after school And my boy Los um, He was on Trader Truth's MySpace page and I think it was like it was he was gearing up to drop Restless. Mm-hmm. And the song, I, I think, yeah, Swang. That was the very first song I heard from Trey. And I turned around, I was like, what the hell is that? Because, it, you know, it's the lady of my life. The original Swang is Lady of My Life, the, the sample mm-hmm. that they use. So I'm like, who? I was like, who sampled Michael Jackson? Turning around, looking curious. So like, I don't know who the hell that is. And I was like, oh, okay. So I glanced at it for a minute just to make sure I got the name of the song and the name of the artist. He got off the page or whatever. I guess he wasn't interested. Dog, I went home later that day and I listened to it in the headphones. Ever since then, I, I, I played the hell out of that song. I think it was to the point my sister got pissed off. She would get annoyed when she was like, why you keep playing that shit, man? Like, I said, Mary, you got to listen to this shit, bro. She's like, I heard it enough. <laughs> she said, this shit is whack. I said, you quit, quit hating. But I played that, that Swain joint daily. I couldn't get enough of it. And then I still got the CD Restless. I bought it the first day it dropped. Pop, pop, my trumpet, 
gonna swing and swing to the left. Pop my trunk for a fat patch death. I would give my last breath if I could bring you back. Bring screw back. Out of fact, bring the whole crew back. Only God can do that, so I'ma leave it alone. Moving on, moving to the soothing zone. I'm cruising alone. Still got a screw tape on, still in the zone. Wishing Corey Blunt was home. Riding on chrome, hanging with my book like well, <laughs> are we? So I guess maybe we should explain what we did. <laughs> um, so what we what we decided to do, or what we thought about, um, was for Hip Hop Essentials, we we decided to come up with five albums that you should most definitely hear if you want to start fucking with Texas culture, if you want to know about Texas hip hop. Now, let me preference this. You can say this if you want to. I'm gonna preface it. These are personal opinions. We're not saying these are the definitive five albums. <laughs> I know how people get sometimes. This is not. <laughs> don't get in your feelings, all right? Like if you don't hear the one that you want, it's this is this is your this is your starter pack. This is what you can use to dig into your own hole. Like I'm not telling anybody that yo you got to like these are the definitive five like. I'm trying to do your 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 sarcasm voice or your 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 outside people where these are not the definitive five albums, okay? Um I love your show. Uh this is not the definitive five albums. These are our personal five that I feel this is more on my end. Like Sid may feel different, but this is my personal five albums that I feel will help you get into Texas hip hop culture if you want to know that learn the history. And start digging your own hole. Right. Did that did I prep pretty good? Yeah, you did. You did. Cause I it's the same criteria with me, man. It's my personal. So these people like I don't know why. I just like when you do that. Like I don't know why you're trying to talk about Meg the Stallion. I don't know, man. I love listening. <laughs> we be white. We be white family, bro. So I just I be big up in niggas and shit. I love that shit. All right. So, do you want me to go first? You want to go first? How you want to do this? This is your show. I, I only do what um, you tell me to do. I mean, you can go first. Go first, man. All right. I'm going to start from five to number one. So, my number five album, uh, don't forget we'll have some honorable mentions, but my number five album, and I don't care what people say, this dude is from, he's from Texas. So, I want to hear the bullshit. Um, Travis Scott Rodeo. Came out in 2015. Um, this was his debut album. Uh, to me, this is this is kind of what New Texas is. Uh, if you listen to that album, you can hear the. I mean, influences from Screw is there. The whole Lean Syrup influences are there. Like it's, he's got a ton of, of different things talking about Texas. He just putting out in a different way. He ain't talking about selling dope. He ain't talking about robbing people. He just. <laughs> He's just an out there dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, I always looked at him as starting a new wave of Texas to keep Texas alive. Um, I know this album reached number three on Billboard. Um, and it's a feature-heavy album. So, I mean, not a lot of people are going to fuck with you on some bullshit. But I feel like I feel like the new Texas wave was started with, with Rodeo. What do you think? I, I agree. I agree, because for a minute... Um... After, you know, 
the new Eric Kirko bangs and all of these guys start coming up and you know Travis Scott clearly is the one that just took over I was trying to figure out I'm like well what's the new Texas sound and I think I think Travis is the one to to really shape how the new Texas is I'm just that's just me that's how I feel yeah I mean Beside Meg the Stallion, which everybody's on her dick really hard right now, right. Uh, he's the biggest. Right now, he's the biggest act that's out of Texas right now. To me, I mean, mm-hmm. it could be somebody else. And if you have, you know, email Sid if you got a problem with it. But um, to me, I feel like Travis Scott is right the the one of the biggest names out of Texas right now. And I feel like the new Texas wave, um, he's a part of that. Or he's starting that, so I mean, you don't you don't get a feature heavy album like that for no reason. Yeah, Astro World. Uh, I was like, gee, like Rodeo was one thing, and comes Astro World. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it wasn't a lot of Texas artists back then that was getting like the big names like that, right? Who you got? So. For my 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 first pick of my top five, man. <laughs> Damn, this is hard. Uh, I'll start with the first one. Zero. You gonna go five? You going to five, right? You going for five to one, right? Or you just ain't got no order? Oh uh, well, I, I do five to one. Yeah. So starting with my first one, well, well number five, uh, the life of Joseph W. McVeigh by Zero. Uh, it dropped back in two thousand four. Yeah. yeah, February 2004, man, and uh, that's when I was really getting on to Zero, just trying to figure out who he was, and that album, man, it made me a fan. Uh, basically, what was the single? I Hate You, Bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just, I played, that's another song that I played like crazy, that, um, Every Day. And the other song on there, uh, Happy Feelings. That was mm. another song that I would play a lot on that album, man. And ever since then, I just, I became a Zero fan. Uh, nowadays, with, with Zero, he's still doing the same thing, but it's I don't get the same feeling that I, I get with him. I don't know what happened. I think Zero changed his style or something, man. Like He's not the same dude to me i don't know i don't know what it is bruh like maybe it's too much of the lean i don't know or maybe he's just on coke or some shit i don't know bro like honestly zero early 2000 zero was like dope as fuck um now it's just i feel like he's just making making music just to make it and ain't putting no feeling in it no more and there was um there was an album he dropped what was it last year no love boulevard technically was supposed to be the last the last album Mm -hmm. zero's final album but remember if you don't if you don't uh, if you can't if you don't remember at that time too he was having problems with his girlfriend she had actually kind of like tried to get that nigga up on charges oh just britney yes yeah that was around about the same time that the album was supposed to drop man that kind of fucked up a lot of shit he went to jail for that shit if i'm not mistaken Mm mm-hmm and then he just dropped. He te- actually he has two projects out now. For some, for whatever reason, but 
I haven't bothered to listen to any of the projects that he's came out. He he's come out with as of recent. I just I'm like, damn, what happened? Um, to me, the fall off of Zero happened where him and Slim Thug were getting ready to do that duo album. Mm-hmm. The album is straight, but after that, the music that Zero started to drop, it was just like a complete drop. I'm like, what the fuck? What what's going on? So right. I just. But I still love Zero. This album, The Life of Joseph W. McVeigh, is one I, I still play in rotation all the time. So uh, well, That's a good pick. Yeah, man. Uh, so I kind of cheated. You know, my number four, because I have a four and a four A. I couldn't have one without the other, and I couldn't leave off. I couldn't leave either, either, either one of these people off, so I had to do this. So for my number four, mm-hmm. I got I actually got two albums from the, this group. It's a group out of Texas called DSR, Dirty South Riders. Yeah, they have two albums that changed my life. <laughs> um, they had one album called The Dynasty, where they had their single called they had a single called Throwback on there, and Throwback was like major. That was nationwide, and then. I found I so funny story had a homeboy named Goofy G. Goofy G had this damn CD, and I was like, he was like, you need to hear this shit. And I was like, what the fuck is that? People always do me like that, and it was called Freestyle Massacre Volume One, Chopped and Screwed. They had a song where they took the old NBA NBA or NBC um like song. And they rapped over it. And I that blew my fucking mind. They chopped and screwed the NBA on NBC and they made a whole now what people don't know about Dirty South Riders, DSR, everything, and I don't know how true this is, but the the word is everything that they do is freestyle. They freestyle all they shit. Yeah. I don't know how true that is. But <laughs> Everything that they t- that they rap is freestyle. They are like the top. I think they the top five freestylers like out of uh, they area or something like that. But they all got together made a super group of freestylers. But man, it's the little star starting PG. Shoot the nine like dirt in the whiskey. Shoot the three. Never never been the hater. I'm a penetrator. Hit the club in the throwback. Elgin Bader. These jeans on my wrist. These hoes acting pissed. Dishing out dick like Jason Kidd do assist Like the, like the NBA Jam My cars is razzle-dazzle My trunk double-dribble while my rims just travel These boppers try to stop us Started my own team in college The Dallas Knickerbockers This hoe's talking down so I had to slap her Pour the Kobe Bryant in my motherfucking snapper Stepped in the place and I get a drum roll I can pull holes if I look like my new bowl. I'm stacking green cheese. Your block, I will bleed. Switch my throwback to a throwback Willis Reed. Man. Oh, standing, standing six feet. It's that nigga CAT. I'm not in 350, but I'm damning with the three. The starting, starting SG. The press, they stress me. Gotta deal with Michael Jordan. That's why I'm sitting on 23. The body, body, I freeze when cat daddy's in the game. Cause every time I drive the lane, the effects of my chain, chain. I'm sipping, I'm sipping, get away. I'm sipping purple poach. I call triangle offense, but my rims are most and most. Say I say I love the game, but it's all about the 
green. My laptop fell and I got called for a green. No work, no work, you don't eat. No play, you don't pay. Call my paint MJ, cause when I ride it fade away. A brand, a brand new Jag. Don't mean to boast and brag. On versus jeans sag. Like, that was the first song that I still listen to that song to this day. This nigga, that NBA, it's called NBA Rage. Nigga, <laughs> I've, I've never heard. They make these basketball references, and this shit is fire as fuck. Like, it's fire as hell. But if you don't know about Texas slang, listening to DSR helps you with Texas slang. Like, like it was a bunch of shit that they were saying. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, what the fuck is this? You know, I got to look this shit the fuck up. But that really... Um, NBA, the Freestyle Massacre Volume 1, and they just took everybody's beat that was popular at the time, they chopped it, screwed it, and they was rapping over it, and it was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. Um, the Dynasty really was was one of those albums that showed that they could do some mainstream type shit because of the throwback song. Everybody was listening to the throwback song. I think it was like 2002, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but DSR is one of those groups that come out of Texas that you have to listen to if you want to fuck with Texas because that's where you're going to get their Texas slang from. So, my 4A <laughs> ended up being um, Slim Thug Already Platinum. <laughs> uh, oh, I man. fucking love and you have to get the and you have to get the Chopped and Screwed version. You can't listen to the regular one. You gotta listen to the Chopped and Screwed version. That came out of 2005. And this People don't know this, or maybe they do. This album reached number two on the Billboard. It did. It did. Yep. And it was a majority produced by uh, Mr. Lee and the Neptunes. Um, if you listen to, I listened to Slim Thug's prior stuff before this. Like this was my first. Already Platinum was my first introduction to Slim Thug, but like I listened to mixtapes and stuff like that. I found mixtapes of his beforehand. You would never think this dude. Listen to the stuff that he had before it is, you would never think this dude would be number two on Billboard and have a song. He has a song. He has a song with Beyonce. Yep. That's <laughs> yep. See, I think a lot of people don't know that. If they're not really into or if they're just casual listeners, they're not gonna know that. Like at all. They'll um, think he's just like this one off rapper that just had one hit and that was him. Like, uh no, nah, bro. Like, nice. oh, that whole that whole album, I got I can't say slap. That whole album, bang. Yep. <laughs> that whole album, bang. Cause like, I, I love, and the and the thing is, I got the instead of me getting the regular version, I just bought the chopped and screw version. I just bought it. I was like, I gotta listen to this chopped and screw. And um, you gotta realize something that people don't understand. There's an art to chopping and screwing. There's only two people that I know that can do it right. That's Jay Screw and Michael Watts. Michael Watts will tell you in the beginning that every album he chopped a screw, this is chopped up, not slopped up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, man, this was the, the, the Neptunes was like really looking really hot right now with their beats. It was just a, it was a great album. If you want to see that side of Texas, most definitely check out Slim Thug and check out DSR. That's my four. Four for a, I had to do it like that. That's a, I ain't got no problem with that, man. Um, my number four was uh, Swisher House, the day hell oh. broke loose. 
part two. The day hell broke loose, part two. Ooh, boy. And like, okay, this is not to take away anything from the first one or the third one, but part two, uh, it has the Mike Jones song, Got It Sold Up, with the, yep. cr- the Christmas sample. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> How did they flip that? And it was hard at the same time. And it, I think there's a re No. Well, yeah. I think there's a remix for it, but they, they classified as the album version on Who Was Mike Jones's debut. And it's produced by Juicy J. Yeah. I, for some reason, people prefer that, but that original one with the Christmas sample, I say, dog. And people can say whatever they want to say about Mike Jones. I fucking love Mike Jones. I don't care. <laughs> that whole mixtape, that's Swisher House. I, anything Swisher House, you can get behind and you can jam to, but that one in particular, The Day Hell Broke Loose Part 2 is a project by Switch the House I think everybody needs to listen to. Then you can go oh, listen that... to the first one and the third one. Oh my god. <laughs> part, part two is incredible, dog. Oh my god, yeah, bro. That was that was that was a big moment in and um that was a big moment in hip hop history too because it's like I'm not saying that like Texas kind of fell off, but they kind of had to reestablish new people. Mm-hmm. And I think that, re- uh, you know, like, uh, what was it? Big Pokey. Was he a part of that? Uh, yeah, Big Pokey and all of them. It was a lot of new motherfuckers that were coming out of Texas at the time that needed to be reestablished because the old guard was kind of not falling falling off, but wasn't being as consistent anymore. And I remember that shit just brought out a whole bunch of new motherfuckers. I love that like, who shit. Who these niggas, man? When I heard Mike Jones come in on that song, I was like, dog, what is this, man? <laughs> <laughs> like I'll listen to the regular version, like the the regular sped up version, but when it comes to God is sewed up, I'm sorry, I gotta listen to a chopped and screwed. I can't, mm. I can't listen to it no wow. other way. Wow, that was that was a good pick. That was a good pick. Uh, I guess it's on me again. Uh, all right. So my number three pick, um. I cannot do a list without this because they are real Texas. That's this is Texas. Um, the number three album I feel like you need to listen to is essential for Texas listening. Um, UGK, Ryan Dirty, came out in 1996. This was their third album. Now, the last two albums were were good, but this album was. I'm gonna have to put it out. I'll put the label on there. This is a classic album. I think Ryan Dirty was probably the one of the best albums UGK put out. You can you can add me if you want to. It's cool. But I always look a lot of people don't look at it this way, but I look at UGK as the flip side of Outcast. Um UGK was <laughs> Outcast was this group that was had this aura around them that was like I mean not necessarily like they were they were you know, sunshine and lollipops, you know, they were talking about, you know, pimping and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. But like they you could tell that they ain't never like got their hands dirty. When you listen to UGK, them niggas feel like they didn't got their hands dirty, yeah. bro. Like I feel like Pimp C really was moving weight like that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Pimp C was really pimping these hoes. Like I don't give a fuck. And the dynamic with UGK is, you know, Bun B's the lyricist, 
and Pimp C the gangster. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like um, Outkast. Outkast, everybody looks at Andre 3K as the lyricist and Big Boy as the motherfucker who do the, the, the party shit, the, the pimp shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, as cool as Outkast is, they not UGK. No. Nah. Like, not like, clearly not. Nope. Niggas, they are they are the complete flip side of Outkast. I think people don't really look at it, but if you if you look at their careers, you look at their albums, you look at the the styles and shit like that of a duo. I, I, you cannot tell me Bun B is not one of the best lyricists out the South. You can't tell me that. Um, this album also had Bun B going his bag, like Bun B winning his bag on this album, like. A lot of times you could tell Bun B was just like, yo, man, I'm doing this shit for fun because I'm moving these keys. But in this album, you really could see Pimp C. Um, Pimp C was really like trying to rap and like actually put out some dope ass lyrics. Um, the samples that they had on here were dope as fuck. The stories that they tell are amazing on this because, you know, this is the album that started off, if I'm not mistaken, with dude talking from jail. Mm-hmm. And they had those different interludes. Just. It was just a really solid album. Um, it really helped me understand that part of the game and that part of Texas. So I don't think you can go without having UGK Ryan Dirty, man. Yeah, that's a that's a dope pick, man. Um, Riding Dirty, and I mean I, I can't even rank UGK albums. That is one of my top three favorite UGK projects, though. That is one of my favorite I ones. Like, I feel like they had, I mean, they had Main Street Recessions and everything and had a lot of dope-ass songs on there, though. And I, I just, I really feel like that album were, was really at their, to me, at their prime. I think they had hit their prime when they made Ryan Dirty. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. That's the one that gets most talked about in their discography. I would say between the first one and then Riding Dirty, maybe, but Riding Dirty is the one I hear about the most from anybody when they bring up UGK. Mm-hmm. So, my number three, my number three pick, I talked about it earlier, it's uh, Restless by Trader Truth. Uh, dropped mm. back in 2006. Yeah, 2006. And. This is when, like I said before, I was just getting into, like, really getting in, going back, listening to all the Texas music. But this mm-hmm. album just made me a Trey The Truth fan. And I was anticipating for this album. Um, Swing, like I said, Swing was a song that I couldn't get enough of. The only mm-hmm. gripe about that album that I have is they couldn't get the original Swing cleared. The, the original sample couldn't be cleared. It's Lady in My Life by Michael Jackson. Yeah, I was about to say, you, you know, Michael Jackson. And weird. I, I'm like, damn, I said, they, the Jacksons couldn't clear this shit? So when I go and listen to it and I'm waiting for the song to come on and it sounds completely different from, from what I was hearing all those months, I'm like, bro, what is this? But I couldn't have loved, I've, I've come to love the album version of Swing. I do like it. Mm-hmm. But it's it don't hit the same. It really don't hit like it's supposed <laughs> to be an original. Uh, one of my other favorite songs on that album, uh, "Pop Trunk Wave." 
And that's actually that's oh. that's at the very end of the album. That's actually the last song, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Pop Trump Wave. Shit, it had a, a Big Hawk sample throughout. It was a hook for Big Hawk. He's just representing my Pop Trump Wave. Just just got saved. Damn, that's good. That's a that's a good one. I like that too. We're giving you guys gems here. I just want to let y'all know that we're giving you guys like some really good shit to like start your own rabbit hole now. Um, and a lot of this stuff ain't really like this. Don't, I don't even... know. How do you... Oh, go ahead. Do you feel like? Do you feel like? Like these, like this stuff is celebrated enough? No, it's it's not. Um, I, honestly, because when I I was listening to Slow, Loud, and Banging the other day, and one of the guys at my job, he was like, "Man, man, all them niggas is whack." I said, "What you mean?" But <laughs> I said, "What you mean?" He said, "Man, all them niggas is whack. Man, ain't nothing but recycle shit." And they rapping on other people's beats. I'm like, that's part of the culture of hip hop, though. And I'm like, like you should be great. I say, you got South niggas that's doing that. Most of the time, South niggas want to rap on their own shit. These dudes want to just hop on anybody beat and just rap over it. And he's like, man, that that shit whack, cause I'm like, all right. I said, that's you. Wow. That's when you how you feel, bro. I guess maybe he doesn't understand how hip hop works because but, that's been uh, that's been hip hop sampling and and scratching DJs using other beats for people to rap over over it has been that's been hip hop forever. But as as far as like your to answer your question, I don't think it's celebrated enough or appreciated at all like by people, unless you're like a real rap enthusiast or person that's just going to dig yeah. deep. 
and discover shit, mm-hmm. most people they're they not messing with this. For yeah, whatever. I went through a period in my life where the only thing I would listen to, the only way I could listen to albums was if they chopped, they was chopped and screwed. And the crazy <laughs> part about it was, at one point in time, that was a market. Like, I'm telling you, at one point in time, like, everybody had a version, a chopped and screwed version of their album. Like, that was early 2000s. That was like, and again, you, and if you wanted one, chopped and screwed, guess what? Michael Watts, you gotta go to Michael Watts. Michael Watts 5, is the old school that's the only dude that will be able to chop and screw your album the correct way. And I literally went through a whole time where I was being a bougie-ass, motherfucking chopped and screwed-ass nigga. Like, I used to listen to shit. I'm like, oh, no. I don't know who did this shit, but this shit is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was some... This man, I don't know if I want to name him, man, but it's... Like, it was dudes that I was finding on YouTube, DJ Polypop. Um, so just other dudes they're from Texas and they would put out chopped and screwed tapes but it mm-hmm. it won't like no Michael 5000 watts it, it won't yeah. screw sounding shoot I think the only the only other one that I could put amongst that list besides watts and, and DJ screw is OG Ron C and that's probably about it yeah yeah chopping screws though but it'd be some other dudes they just be chopping it and they just it's chopped every, like after every other word I'm like bro you ain't even doing it right yeah cause you can't do the double ups like people doing a lot of them double ups wrong on the chop it's a it's an art to chopping and screwing shit man I used to try to do that shit when I was DJing I used to try to do that shit I cannot I couldn't figure it out to save my life <laughs> like I literally was just like ah. I just stick the regular old DJ. Like I, I can't, can't do it. I can't do it. Period, man. I just I'll throw a song in one of the the, the the program that I got, and I'll just change the tempo. That's all I know how to do. Mm, um, oh, you just have it. You just have it screwed. Yeah, I just got <laughs> it screwed up. That's it. Yeah, you got to be on that on that lean for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, number two. Um, this was really hard because I think some people might think I'm crazy and some people might think that I'm, I might be wrong for doing it this way. Um, but I picked for number two, the number two album you should listen to as far as like Texas is concerned. Um, Scarface, The Diary mm. came out in 1994. <laughs> um, this was Scarface's third album. Um, and... I don't even know how to explain how good this album was. Like, you literally have to listen to this album. To, if you want to know about Scarface, like, if you want to... I would say this is the number two album to listen to if you want to fuck with Texas and if you want to fuck with Scarface. Like, if you want to understand how good Scarface is. And a lot of people would say The Fix because the fix, everybody jumped on The Fix because it was so it was so feature-heavy. It was feature-heavy. Right. Um, but I, I don't think that you people understand that you could put and I'm probably going you might get some hate mail on this but Scarface could hang with Nas as far as like lyrics are concerned I um no nah. no way what Scarface is elite 
He is <laughs> eons ahead of Nas. Listen, <laughs> I, let me put this on Front Street. Nas is my, when it comes to favorite rapper of all time, it is Nas. I've said this for years and years. And he, I, it's like a special place to hold in my heart for Nas. He's not fucking with Scarface. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I mean, I see what you're trying to say, but Face Mob got it. I'm, I'm shit. I think a lot of times people don't think about lyrics when it comes to the South. And most people would would not. When, they, when people talk about their top five lyricists, you don't really hear nobody from the South in there. And I'm like, honestly, if you don't put Scarface in that, in that Scarface can really bar your ass. He can bar, he got bars, nigga. It just have a southern twang to it. Like and he be talking about how to go ahead. And he don't even like he don't even try to bar you to death. It's it's a lot of just imagery in his raps and heartfelt type shit. But if he really wanted to just say some like foul shit to you and just get on you if you said something crazy to him, it, you're done. It's it's a rap. Yeah. It's a rap. Scarface is more of a, a storyteller. Like Nas, like I think people people lose people lose what being a lyricist is. And being a lyricist is essentially being a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Like you're 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 trying to convey this this whole story through your rhymes, bro. Like I think a lot of people get that really fucked up. And I'm like you really need to understand a lyricist is a storyteller. And a storyteller is supposed to get from from the beginning to the end and help you get a better understanding of what's going on. Right. Scarface does that, bro. And the diary, um, probably one of the most important hip hop albums because it just kind of solidified that like we're here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Texas is here, bro. Like we are here. I think it was, yeah, it was number two on Billboard. I think it debuted at number. No, I don't know if it debuted at number two, but this was an anticipated album. And again, I'm gonna use this word again, which you know a lot of people don't like you using it, but it's a classic album. It is. I'll agree. I agree. That dude, that's that's a whole different monster. Cause I thought I used to think Scarface was from New York, and <laughs> I, I I literally did. And my pops had to, he had to put me on, he's like, no, no, no. He said, he's from, he's from Texas. I was like, what the hell? I said, like, he's from Texas? I'm like, oh, wow. Because it's, it, it, I guess it's that thing in the back of, in, in your mind where people try to separate. They'll try to act like Southern rappers can't be lyrical. And that's insane. I think that's the most insane shit, uh, insane ideology to have. Yeah. No way. I like a lot of people let me throw this out here too and a lot of people don't understand like one of the one of my biggest influences to even fuck with hip hop um was the DLC and the DLC was out of Houston but you know with him being fucking with um NWA and all that other shit people thought he was from California that nigga from Houston bro <laughs> but that nigga could rap he could fucking rap like yeah. people really y- y'all gotta stop <laughs> Yeah, I gotta stop fucking around. Like, I, I uh, DLC is one of those 
that was one of those seminal times in my life where I listened to something and I was like, yo, I want to fuck with this for the rest of my life. I want shit like this all the time. And, um, you know, I guess they just don't want to give the South credit for, for having lyrics and having lyricists. When in doubt, you can, um, you can look at one clearly that did not, and it still angers me, but we're not going to get into it. J Electronica. Who is from Ooh, New Orleans? New Orleans, Louisiana. The man is from the South. This dude is a lyrical monster, but for some odd reason, this is Texas. This is not New Orleans. Let's, <laughs> let me stop because I'm gonna get mad all over again. Um, my number two, and we were just, we literally just talking about him. Scarface the fix. <laughs> Um, listen, let me tell you something, man. Dog, I was begging and pleading for my mom to buy this damn album. Because I was like, guess who's back was the single. And then yep. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, yo, mom. It's Jay. Jay was on there. Jay, produced by Kanye West. Yep. And I just, I'm like, yo, I said, I can't wait for this album to come out. It was just anticipated. I don't think a lot of people remember that. And I, I was just coming up on my 13th birthday. So I, I was like, mom, I said, like, you, hey, you, you got to get this album for me. You got to get it. It's called Scarface The Fix. Scarface, because yep. when she thinks of, when she, a, oh, go ahead. It had a spoon. Like it was, it was heroin. He was lighting up heroin on the front of the coat. <laughs> But when she thinks of Scarface, she automatically refers him to the Ghetto Boys. Like, it's just, she, and I didn't want her to mistake for her to get me a, a Ghetto Boys album. I'm like, no, it's Scarface The Fix. And I kept repeating it <laughs> over and over again. And then I heard My Block, and I just, I lost my damn mind when I heard My Block. Oh, yep. My block. I was like, damn. And uh, it's another track. Track number three, I think it was called In Cold Blood. That beat is rumored. It, the beat was supposed to go to Notorious B.I.G. I don't know. I how, didn't know that. I don't know how true that was, but I'm like, oh, okay. I think it was who was it produced by? If I'm not mistaken, um, I don't want to. I don't want to fuck up and say it was Knotts, but I do know that Knotts had some credits on that album. Mm. Um. Knott's also produced Heaven featuring Kelly Price. That's actually one of my favorite songs on the album. Heaven, damn, that's a good song too. But wow. uh, I remember waking up that morning uh, on my birthday and I had the CD player with the disc changer and the damn the Scarface, the fix was sitting there, had the rap over. I'm like, oh shit. That's the very first thing I did. I Grabbed it, start opening it before I got dressed for school. Had my CD, my, my little portable CD player, man. Jumped on the bus. I was jamming that shit till we got to school. Mm. Damn, I love that album. <laughs> Scarface got some classics, man. The world is yours. Uh, Mr. Scarface is back. He got some, he got some shit, bro. And then. You got some shit. The, his the verse. Fix was everybody. Better. His verse on uh, 
Rockefeller's The Dynasty album on um, his verse on This Can't Be Life. Mm-hmm. And then this is the last thing about Scarface. <laughs> you ever listen to Freeway's uh, Free At Last album? I ain't listening to that. Oh, shit. What is the name of the song? There's a Scarface is featured on one song with Freeway on that album. Listen to that verse. I was like, bro. And Freeway, like I said, that's. I vow, bro. I would defend Freeway to the end of the earth. That's my favorite rapper from the Rockefeller roster. But I'm like, yo, Free, you shouldn't have put him on that song. Because he just. Free, uh, Scar, that was Scarface's song. By the end of that joint. <laughs> Hell no. I gotta fuck with it. You said it was free at last? Uh, yeah, free at last. Okay. I have to fuck with I'm it. Trying, I, I, the I'm, name of the song is at the tip of my brain, bro. Oh, man. Why can't I think of the song? Baby, don't do it. Yes, that that's it. That's it. I went on ahead and pulled it up because I was like, I'm, I'm trying to bookmark stuff that I need to listen to. So, Freeway most definitely. He was still on the rock, wasn't he? Yeah, he was still mm-hmm. that's the rock folk. That was just like a, a tail end. Like, Freeway got off, man. But Scarface came in, I was like, oh, shit, here we go. You about to tell another story. Oh, and it actually, it wasn't even a story, man. It was just some heartfelt shit. He's like, you could feel it in your damn soul, man. I was like, what? <laughs> Why is shit hitting, man? <laughs> This shit hitting for real. But yeah, man, I, bruh, I don't think my mom really remembers that much, but I beg and pleaded for her ass to buy me that damn album. I said, Mom, please damn. buy me the fix. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, for my number one album, uh, like you need to listen to, is Hip Hop Essential for things. I don't know if I could be more honest when I say this. Um, but I didn't listen. It wasn't the first thing I had ever listened to out of Texas. But when I listened to it, it helped me understand a lot more about Texas. Um, that would be DJ Screw, 3 in the Morning, Part 2. <laughs> um, that was the first time I had actually listened to a screw tape. Um, and... I listened to that like I was way deep into the Texas culture by that time. Like I had already like I already knew about Texas. You know what I'm saying? Like I already knew about a lot of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I never really experienced um, a screw tape. Mm-hmm. And I always always kind of wondered like why everybody big up screw? Why everybody big up screw? And the reason being is because. Um, DJ Screw was one of those DJs that would help people. I mean, he would put everybody. If you was from Texas, he would put you on a album on his album. ESG, uh, Big Mo, uh, was it Twenty Two to Life, Body um, mm-hmm. Boy. I mean, Little Kiki. Um, I learned about a lot of different Texas rappers from at three in the morning and um it was chopped and screwed of course <laughs> you know what i'm saying but i think i'm draped up and dripped i know what i'm talking about three in the morning getting again out the stash spot fire up a fence we turning on the bug lights hand on the wood grain ass on the tight white 
wicked ass in the great state of Texas. Home of the players, so it never be no flexes. So long we've been waiting, never ever hating. In Houston we elbows and Cali they dating. So 1996, you hoes better duck. Because the world gon' drip candy and be all screwed up. Just pop in your great cassette, turn up your fucking deck. Lend me your ear because the south side been a wreck. Nine, he was smoke tree. See, true hidden talent like screw and Latiki. Ain't no love for haters and you busted dick suckers. On the south side, we stand paid, motherfucker. Yeah, he got people out there, bro. Like, I get it now. You know what I'm saying? Because at first, I'd be like, you know, people be, be big enough screw. And then when he finally passed away, it kind of helped me understand a whole lot more. Also, why everybody kind of like when all these Texas artists was like, yo, man, like, screw dead. Like, that's fucked up. Like, um, he did a lot for for Texas. He did a shit ton for Texas. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, if you got on a screw tape, that was like everybody, everybody was listening to, you know, DJ Screw. And the crazy thing about it was he was helping a lot of these artists get on, like, big time. So, um, if you want to know or if you want to learn, like, DJ Screw tapes are, are like Texas history, hip-hop history books. Um, you just learn a lot about all of the, I mean, you just learn about different artists and you get to hear them rap and shit like that. And then you kind of go back and look and like, yo, this nigga got a catalog of this. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. you know, I, I think, I don't think I can have a hip hop essential list without having DJ Screw on that list. And I had to make him the number one because I understand now how fully how much he meant to Texas, Texas hip hop in general. I mean, even on Astro World, you know what I'm saying? Like, even um, Travis uh, Travis Scott is is giving this nigga props. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that nigga he's had, even the nigga had Big Tuck <laughs> talking on Carousel. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, and, nigga, and I'm not, I'm pretty sure niggas like, who is this? Who is this Big Tuck nigga? I'm like, what? Well, okay. <laughs> so <be> research. Um, <laughs> um, so I most definitely want to make if you want to if you a, a hip-hop essential nigga like this is this is it uh dj screw three in the morning part two word so my number one um this is one i think that gets a lot of love i don't know maybe i don't think a lot of people know about it but there's an album called 22 pa by an artist named dj dmd 
and it released back in 98. Mm. And the hit song from that album is 25 Lighters. Oh, oh, love it, love it, man. 25, 25 Lighters, lighters on, on my dresser. dresser. Oh, got my there, God. <laughs> Bruh. I remember when I first heard that, I was just like, okay, I was like, this shit kind of ride, man. But by the end of the song, this- it's like, you, anybody that probably, I don't know, but I think anybody who would listen to that song for the first time, I think by the end of the song, you will be repeating that hook. Like, this nigga I th- took an Al B. Shore sample. This nigga sampled Night and Day by Al B. Shore. Yeah. And, and that's, made a, oh my God. Like, a lot of the original song, but that, when he took it and flipped it, and, and it's like, like the original Al B. Shore song is catchy, it's infectious, you can sing along to it, but DJ DMD, what he did, the 25 Lighters, it's infectious, it's catchy as hell, you can sing along to it. Damn. And I was, it blew my mind at the time because I'm like, by the end of the song, I was singing along with the hook. And that was my first time hearing it. I was like, dog, all right, run that back. I got to listen to it again. That's one joint. Till this day, um, I might go a couple weeks without listening to any Texas artist. That's one song almost every other week I'm playing. Just because it just how it, it's a timeless song to me. I love that song Damn. so much. You you blew me away with that one because I didn't even think about that. That is a freaking anthem, man. And I'm not from Texas. I don't know if they consider it an anthem. I'm pretty sure they do. But I still I still don't know what 25 lighters mean. I still don't know what the fuck that means. Oh yeah, to this me, yeah, me neither. I I have no clue what the hell it means. <laughs> I don't. But. You're lying if that that beat isn't infectious. The hook, um, you're gonna rap along to the verses, and it's just, it's gonna put you in a real lighthearted mood. It's 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 I, to me, it's a song that I think I could throw on on at at the family cookout, family reunion cookout. It's just that song. That's the feeling I get from it, man. Wow, wow, damn, nigga! Oh my god. Now I gotta listen to it. I'm gonna listen to it on the way to the gym. <laughs> um, for real. Um, I got a few honorable mentions. Is that okay if I throw those out there? Go ahead. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I got a couple honorable mentions that I want to throw out there to you guys. Um, these are some albums that you most definitely should listen to. Um, they didn't make my top five, but hey. Um, Pimp Pimp C, Sweet James Jones story. Screwed. You gotta listen to a screwed. If you don't listen to a screwed, you ain't gonna enjoy it. You gotta listen to a screwed. Um, Maxo Cream, Brandon Banks. Yes, um, Maxo Cream is an amazing artist. Probably one of the best projects that came out this year. A lot of people feel like he repetitive with the drug shit, and the, and the, I think that album is amazing. It came out and it came out this year. Uh, you most definitely need to check out Maxo Cream. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a Trade the Truth album also, but mine was se- uh, same thing, different day. Um, I-, I think that album was dope. If you oh, haven't yeah, heard Trade the Truth, one. huh? No, it was, keep going. I was saying, yeah, that's another one too. <laughs> um, most definitely, Trade the Truth has a big ass catalog. He got a shit ton of mixtapes. Fuck with Trade the Truth, man. He is like real Texas. 
Um, I mentioned it earlier, Ghetto Boys, we can't be stopped. Most definitely one of the um, foundations, Texas hip hop. ESG, Ocean Funk, Ocean the Funk, Chop the Screw. You got to listen to that. ESG is one of the originators. I, I really couldn't put that on my list because I wasn't heavy in ESG like this, but they are one of the originators. Um, who is Mike Jones? Screw the Chop, Chop the Screw. Um, you can say what you want about Mike Jones, bro, but I don't think there was a nigga alive that did not know his phone number. <laughs> That's how big this nigga was, bro. <laughs> you can't tell me Mike Jones wasn't big because everybody was saying the damn phone number. Well, he repeating oh, the same thing. I said, yeah, you could talk shit about him, but I bet you repeating his phone number, bro. Right. And you always know when somebody says Mike Jones, you be like, who? You always do that. If somebody says Mike Jones, you be like, who? <laughs> he ran the fucking country for like <laughs> six months to a year. And my final um final honorable mention that you need to listen to, um, Fat Bastard, get in my belly. <laughs> uh, this dude from DS uh, he's from uh he's from DSR. But I'm going to tell you right now, his solo album was fire as fuck. <laughs> I don't care. This nigga named Fat Bastard is amazing. Fuck with him. That's all <laughs> I got to say. You got to get Fat Bastard. He basically took the Notorious Big cover and just did his own shit. He just put a a screaming baby on the front of that bitch. And just <laughs> the, he took the, um, the font and everything from him. But I promise you, you listen to that album, you going to hear some Texas in that bitch. I got it. I got three honorable mentions. I'm going to start with the first one. Rest in peace to Big Mo. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's just the song. Now, you can go and listen to his stuff if you want to, but the song was called Purple Stuff. And I remember when that video dropped and I heard the song mm-hmm. and I could not stop playing that damn song. I don't know why I like that song. A lot of people, for some reason, don't really care for it like his other stuff but for some odd reason i love purple stuff yeah i do too um my my second honorable mention it's another song like i said you can go and explore this dude stuff if you want charlie boy uh what song's up bumper grill and he's rapping to destiny's child's cater to you Mm. yes that's all and he he went the fuck off on bumper grill but that's all i'm gonna say for that and my third honorable mention um man i don't know if i want to do the single or the album but zeros drinking and driving it came out in 2016 if i'm not mistaken um to me, I think it is in the later catalog of Zero discography. And like I said, it's kind of, I don't know, Zero just, he, he sounded a little different to me. But I think that album in particular is almost like a return to form. Name, name. 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 
Y'all thought I was gonna wear them long johns forever. Now I'm a chinchilla nigga. I'm ready for cold weather. I remember the days when I was having no cheddar. Now American and Swiss fell Vita by the bridge. I don't touch my work. It's transported by the beat. The fuck is enough money trying to get all I can give? When my piss dirty, I go see Jimmy, then I can pee. My lawyer's so good, my court date is something I can meet. When I was on probation to travel, I needed a travel pass. So white women see me and faint, we need another ambulance. It's unbelievable, see shit I thought I'd never see. Now I'm exactly what y'all told me I would never be. So Now I be everywhere the private jet go Stuck to my money like super glue and velcro I'm so glad to see my haters, I'm like, hello Now I be everywhere the private jet go Stuck to my money like super glue and velcro I'm so glad to see my haters, I'm like, hello I love walking in a crowded room and everybody in it just stops talking when I'm gone. They like how many cars that motherfucker got and when did he stop walking? Wanna see me doing bad so bad? It's a goddamn shame. So jealous it's almost like a return. The album is called Drinking and Driving. So yeah, check it out. Um, oh, and I don't know why I forgot about this one. Uh, another one is Underground for Life by Slab, Slow Loud and Banging. Uh, it's a two-disc project where they they're just rapping on some of the most popular hit songs, and I believe it's the I believe it's the first disc that's chopped and screwed, and the second disc is just the the regular regular sped up version of the songs. Mm. So yeah, check that. I actually got the physical CD for that. I forgot where I bought it from. Think, a lot of shit that I was talking about, I got the physical CD too. I think I might have been in Seattle when I went to Seattle that one time, but uh, yeah, slow out, slow, loud, and banging underground for life. You can buy that shit off of mm. Amazon. But yeah, what man. You think, man. Um, hey man, I I liked it, man. I liked how it turned out. It turned out a lot better than I thought. Um, cause I, I don't know, like a lot of people get real sensitive. There, there's some people I know around here that are from Texas mm-hmm. and they do listen to the show. So I guess when they listen to this, they'll be like, man, you bugging, bro. What y'all talking about? And I'm like, look, bro, it's our opinion. And then you disclose that you gave that away. You told them. <laughs> Hopefully that's our purpose at the very beginning. We not from Texas, bro. Like we are not from Texas. We are on the outside looking in, but let me put it to you. I'm gonna throw it out there so you can get some mail. See if email Sid if we miss something. Sid, tell them your email address. Let them know they can get in touch. Y'all with can you email me if we missed anything. If we lost our dog on mine, you can email me at the social introvert podcast at gmail.com or Sid.davis at bynkradio.net. Doesn't matter. 
<laughs> It'll be in the description really of this episode. <laughs> nah, bro. I really feel like we had some good lists. I feel like, I feel like, and again, I'll preface this. Bef- I prefaced it before, and I preface it after uh, we put this out here. These are things that we listen to as our opinion that we feel like are essential to listening in Texas rap. Um, you know, and it might not be a lot of people. A lot of people will probably disagree and feel like. I can most definitely tell you there's a lot of people who feel like we should have talked about ESG more or we should have put ESG in our top five. Oh, yeah. But I only talk about what I know or what I really got into and that what I, what I thought was super influential to me. Um, you know, we didn't talk about Paul Wall. We didn't talk about Chameleon there. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't talk about a lot of those type cats. Um, but for me, I... I, I just got I got a hold to him like you know what I'm saying I can only you know Devin the Dude Face Mob Big Mike uh, then, South Park Mexican uh, them dudes shit. that you naming are like my when it comes to favorite artists no, there's no doubt is Devin the Dude is like in the top of one of my favorites out of Texas period right like even right. though like the albums his all of his albums are amazing but it's not they don't i didn't they didn't hit me the same way when i got exposed to the albums that we named my top five right and again these are albums that to get you on your own rabbit hole <laughs> you know what i'm saying like these are the starter pack this is what you might want to start off with and go through your spotify and and, and start clicking on suggested artists and get go through your own rabbit hole so once you click on on the artist name on spotify it's just gonna take you through a whole uh <laughs> a whole damn flow chart diaphragm whatever of just different texas artists like it's insane right right that and youtube so. yeah man matter of fact exactly come on y'all matter of fact so I wonder what's one it like okay matter of fact I'll, I'll do this thing top five artists from Texas what's your top five for me yeah shit you want me to do this shit on the spot I, oh no I, I, I figured you already uh, oh okay <laughs> that's, that's hard as hell to me man cause let me see I would have to I mean shit Big Tuck. <laughs> I love Big Tuck shit. Um, this is not any any kind of particular order. I can't even put them in order. Big Tuck. Um, Pimp, I mean, Bum B. I can't. Scarface. Shit. Who else? Uh, Trade the Truth has to be in there. He gotta be in there. And Slim Thug. Word. Word. I mean, and this is just off the top of my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, 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 would, I would really have to kind of sit back and think about it. I really just named five artists off the top of my head, kind of. But, like, I like Big Tuck. I like that nigga. <laughs> I like Big Tuck. I like, I like DSR as a group. Um, 
But I like Big Tuck. He he had a he's, he said a lot of memorable shit. What about you? Um, top five, Scarface. Um, Devin the Dude, Chameleon Air, Pimp C, and Trade the Truth. Yeah, Trade the Truth, Trade the Truth. One thing that I can say about Trade the Truth too is like, if you guys listen to this early stuff and now he's really evolved, bro. Like that nigga done evolved. He, he's evolved a lot. Like he and he just dropped a brand new album called Exhale. I don't know who the hell he's mad at, <laughs> but that dude. Hey, let me put this out here too. We need to protect Trade the Truth. Y'all motherfuckers is fucking around with with Ti and all this other bullshit that he's talking about. Like Trade the Truth is in the trenches with the with with Texas, bro. Good lord, y'all yeah. really need to, need to, we really need to protect this dude because this dude is really about the cause and he's really doing things. Like don't get it fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these rappers be out here talking this bullshit, but Trade the Truth really he he's always been about helping Texas, bro. And I don't care what anybody say, we need to protect that man at all costs. Yeah, man. Uh, I didn't even know he was still a part of um, the hustle gang. I didn't know he was still with him. I didn't either. <laughs> I was like, "What the?" F-? I'm like, "He should at least gotten away by now." But I think, as a matter of fact, Ti did make Trader Truth somewhat like head of the label. Really? Kind of like how Kanye made Pusha T president of Good Music. Yeah. T.I. is appointed Trade the Truth like that guy for <laughs> for Hustle Gang. Wow. I was like, okay. T.I. is a copycat. You ain't hear what uh you ain't hear about that whole uh BS that went on about the reporters, uh where the, the white reporter compared the uh the black reporter to a gorilla and she apologized. Yeah. Did you see the aftermath of T.I. trying to vouch for the white girl? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. This I'm fool. done with T.I., man. I'm done with this guy. He's, I'm done. Completely. And he's coming out with a podcast. Expeditiously. Like, no, no thank you. No thank mm-hmm. you. You or David Banner, we don't want to hear it. Mm. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I've ranted about those guys. Whoa, I've ranted. All right, man. I don't know what to. Hey, real quick, couple things I want to say. Say before we get off. Before, before we have to go. Candy paint. Wanger. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> know what I'm talking about? Austin. Know what I'm talking about? Grills. Uh, what else? I got things. I got. I got. Look these up now. Oh, uh, a bopper. You said coming down, right? That's it. This nigga stared. Wait, I, I gotta see this first because it, it stays in my mind. This nigga old fucking NBA rage freestyle. NBA rage freestyle. He said T T bopper's trying to stop us. Started my own team and called them the Dallas Nigger Boppers. <laughs> <laughs> what the? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and motherfucker said, can I get a drum roll? I can pull holes if I look like my new bowl. <laughs> I was like, nigga. <laughs> it, look, that NBA range freestyle is the greatest freestyle I've ever heard in my life, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love that fucking shit. Oh, my God. That will forever be one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life. Oh, oh man. So, uh, anything else besides that? Or... No, man. Hey, guys. Um, let me Time for me to get into my head of BYNK, bro. Look, guys. Let me tell you right now. We have a nice plethora of, of podcasts. Um, Social Introvert. Uh, Carefree Black Nerd government name which i'm a part of um we are creatives man we are creatives we are creatives that are making content for you guys we're trying to make content for the culture we're trying to expand we're trying to do more um i appreciate sid for actually being a part of our podcast network i appreciate him actually just i appreciate everything that you do man i send you music all the time and you're you're my go-to music guy when i when i be like yo what what it sound like and stuff like that so I'm just very appreciative of you. I'm 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 so happy about your podcast, bro. Like your shit is so good. Um, I think people don't give you your flowers like they should. I'll try to give you give you your flowers when I can myself. But uh, man, fuck with this dude. <laughs> oh, it's, it's all good, man. This is gonna happen sooner or later. It's it's fine with me, man. I'm just getting started. But just check out the website, man. Check out the website, bykradio.net. Make sure you guys go to the podcast, check out our interviews. Believe me, I promise y'all, I'm getting these, I'm trying to get these interviews together. I got to get Sid some interviews. He's hungry. Um, it's just been a lot of BS um, this year, and I hate that shit. But um, most definitely, man, like, thank you for having me on the show. I've been wanting to be on the show all the time. Like, I know you think I'm crazy, but I'll be like, yo, I need to talk to this nigga. I need to get on him. Oh, no, that's but all again, good. Hey, man, let me know. Let me know. I just, um, I need intelligent, and I'm not, don't, I ain't taking shots at nobody, but I just need intelligent music conversations. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that, like, other people I talk to are, like, stupid, but I just, I, with you, like, we can kind of agree to disagree, and then we'll kind of be like, ah, well, you know, okay, and then we'll go forward with mm-hmm. it. You know, I don't have to like the de- hardcore debate debate with you on some shit. Like I really feel like when we talk about music, it's a legit music conversation. So, right. Um. You know, you know what it is. So yeah, man, that uh that wraps up this episode for us, man. Thank you for listening to episode one fifty seven of the Social Introvert Podcast. Uh, let them know where they can follow you, man. Oh man, get at me on Twitter at Cojackson12. Uh, you can get at me on Instagram at Cojackson underscore BYNK, or you can follow the website's uh, IG at BYNK Radio. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Isid Davis, I S I D D A V I S. You can also follow my other Instagram page at the Social Introvert Podcast. And you can follow me on my other podcast page on Twitter, which is TSI underscore pod. All of that will be in the description of this episode. Uh, send your thoughts, got questions, anything. You can send those to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com. We are-
And until Thursday, guys, peace. Go What's up, fellas? Nigga Pita, you know what I'm saying? Hey, guys, the beach, bitch. What's up, y'all wanna get crunk on your mic?